since the dawn of time, many of the world's best thinkers have tried to understand Wikipedia. Leonardo da Vinci, Socrates, Einstein. But all have failed until now. Two great warriors have stepped forward. I am Ben Graw the Mighty. And I am Garth Remington the Kingslayer. They aren't thinkers, they're doers. And they're going to review every single page on Wikipedia. That task is impossible. And remember, if you listen to this podcast, then hot girls will want to hook up with you. We totally will. This is the Wiki Review. Bring me your sluts. I mean, for listening and sneezing. Well, if you heard I was getting executed, you would totally be there. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I have popcorn. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And shiver me timbers. This time on Wikipedia, we're doing the Wikipedia page for piracy. Army hearties, raise the Jolly Roger, kill all that scurvy dog, and other stuff that you probably already have heard of before. <laughs> well, I got in the shiver me timbers. You did. Uh, you took that away from me, actually. <laughs> Was that in your lineup? And you're just like, oh, fuck, now i got to rewrite this. Yeah, oh, God. Undo, undo. <laughs> That's what it's like podcasting on the fly. (laughs) So, yeah, we're doing the Wikipedia page for piracy. Letting you know straight off the top, just as the Wikipedia page, this is the article for maritime piracy, not for copyright laws. Which, would copyright laws be just like a more boring page of just like technical jargon? I think so. I think you couldn't do copyright laws without regular pirates in there. It's only mm. funny when you think of like a guy with an eye patch burning discs. <laughs> Which, mind you, I mean, most of the pirate uh, videos that you get from like Malaysia or Singapore or Indonesia, I bet you there's some dude in there who's creating, who's burning those discs, who's copying those tapes, who has a patch on his eye. <laughs> I'm sure it exists. And they would look kind of like, you know, Asian pirates. Yeah, they would, which is pretty much where a lot of pirates are these days. Yeah, Africa and, Africa and, and Asia. Asia. Yeah, really gone out of fashion around Ireland. Yeah, we don't really have any Australian pirates either. I don't think we ever did. I mean, we had bush rangers, but I don't think they ever got boats. Yeah, Ned Kelly was the closest thing we had to a pirate. Yeah, and he'd sink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't float too well. And mind you, if you're a bush ranger and you, got your hand, you stole a boat, like, your stealing days are done. I have a boat. I'm getting back to England. Yeah, olden day pirates was so much more interesting than modern day pirates because modern day pirates just burn discs. Yes, the maritime ones, they're, they're interesting in that they're all drunk and they have AK-47s, mm. but it's a completely different game. Like the Somalian pirates, they take a little tiny dinghy, mm. motorboat out, and then climb up and take it over. Whereas back in those days, when I mean, the old timey pirates, they'd steal a whole freaking boat that had all cannons and stuff. The old time rules were, if you can get a boat that's bigger than the other boat, you win. <laughs> These days, it's complete opposite. Yeah. They do a lot with hostages, pirates. Mm. They just grab people and say, if you want them back, you have to pay like a million dollars a head. Which I hope that never happens to me because there's going to be a lot of phone calls made with a lot of disappointed answers. <laughs> Let's say you were kidnapped and held for ransom. 
What do you think is the maximum amount they could ask for that you could realistically, like, people would pay for you? Because a million dollars for you would be like, people would be like, oh, that's a lot of money. I need a Kickstarter fund. Guys, chip in for my freedom, please. Like, we'd all have to, yeah, take out loans and shit like that to get mm. your ransom money. And we're all in debt for, like, ages, which we're going to hold over your head. Forever. Like, like you enjoying your life? <laughs> as soon as you get back, like, that loan pretty much has to be passed over to me. <laughs> What's this loan for? Piracy? How do you expect to return your investment? Well, when Garth gets back here, he's going to do whatever we tell him. <laughs> Technically, I'd be a slave more so than with the pirates. At least the pirates left me in a dungeon. <laughs> That's true. I could rest then. Now I'm going to do all this shit. I used to have my own room. Now I'm doing everyone's laundry. <laughs> <laughs> That's assuming that people would do that. That would never happen. Like, you call up my parents. It's the, uh, well, you know, I could send you like 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. Hang on, um, I just need to get access to his bank account. That Well, that adds up to, like, 105 bucks now. <laughs> and 70 cents. So, realistically, not that much. I'm pretty sure the long-distance phone call they have to make to give the ransom mm. is going to wipe out any money that they get back. Uh, so, you're not good to be taken by pirates. Yeah, or anyone. What about you? What do you reckon you'd get? <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of people who've been enjoying me for free for a long time. I don't think they're going to start paying for it. <laughs> I don't know, probably whatever the podcast listeners will contribute. 20 bucks. <laughs> 20 bucks all up. We're going to hold you captive until they, they pay the ransom. Can I still get a microphone in here? Because people are like, well, why do I have to give money? He's still podcasting. <laughs> yeah, we can have like the Ben Grohl ransom on the Patreon page. <laughs> uh, we were talking about the Patreon page before that some podcasts have, which is essentially where we would set up a page and ask you to give us money for... Doing what we already give you for free. Yeah. Which I mean, it sounds like a good deal on our end. <laughs> it does. Don't know how you guys feel about it. I should, like, cut this clip out so, like, in a year or so time when we set up a Patreon page. <laughs> <laughs> Just play that. That could be our theme song to Patreon. But I don't know. If I was going to do that, I would make it that it was worthwhile to do it. But then, in two years' time after that, we can go back and play the same clip again when we've still received no money from Patreon. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just sell you a t-shirt or something. Yeah, don't worry about Patreon, guys. If you want some merchandise, contact us, and we'll make something really cool. We will. That's true. <laughs> we can make you individual merchandise. It doesn't have to be a wiki review at all. It could just be, I don't know, tell us what you like. We'll make it for you. <laughs> I think we need a side project where we just make shirts for people. <laughs> I found that we sell more when we don't mention us. <laughs> Speaking of cool shirt ideas, they got this picture here, which is of the Jolly Roger flag, which is the skull and crossbones. The international signal of pirates. Which is or always... poison. Oh, yeah. Like arsenic, pirates, same thing. So I... is that designed so like if any sea, like massive sea creatures like a kraken would come along, they'd see a pirate ship and go, ooh, I'm not eating that. That's poison. <laughs> That's probably exactly <laughs> right. Oh, leave us alone. Oh, we're toxic, not, not non-toxic. Not water-soluble. <laughs> I think it's interesting that they had a flag. Like, you're cruising along the oceans, and like that's why they had the flags like British Army or the French Army. We fly their flag. You know, okay, that's the Brits. They're okay, or they're not. Whereas, if you're going to go rob people, why would you go and get a flag made to let people know you're about to rob them? It's true. Why would you rock... Like, because they had to buy the flag or get it made. Like, that's stitching. That's some kind of embroidery, I assume. I don't know how you make flags. But some guy... And even then, like... It's not like there's some, like, black market uh, fabric creator out there that they go to and go, oh, we need our flag made on the sly. They'd have to go to a reputable business and be like, okay, so I'm thinking of a black flag with a skull and crossbones on it. 
What's this for? Legitimate business only, I assure you of that. <laughs> You're the guy making the flag. You're like, these guys aren't going to pay me. There's no way they're going to pay me. Maybe I'm not that, making this. Maybe that's how they do it. They knock down the door. They're like, all right, put down your fabrics. <laughs> We're taking it. Make us a flag. Make a flag. Yeah, yeah. So either way, if you see the skull and crossbones, you're probably going to die. But that's not the only uh, flag pirates had, too, because that's just the atypical one that you see in all the movies. They used to go out of their way to have really, like, grossly over-the-top pirate flags. I think Blackbeard, he had a skeleton with a sword drinking, like, a goblet of wine. Just, like, over-the-top hardcore stuff. There you go. So there's some pirate flags. You got the skull that's just got two swords. So yeah, that's more a squash buckling sword. You got a demon stabbing a heart. While holding a cup. You got the female version. Which, about time. Although, you go like, oh, the female version, <laughs> is that nice? But they got a sword and what appears to be a mop. Yeah. That's a bit rude. <laughs> or maybe it's a flail, like a whip. That's kind of hot. All right, let's try typing in real pirate flags. Whew. So most of them seem pretty skull and crossbones. So there's one with three skulls and crossbones on it. Yeah. Like, like triple we X. Three. Yeah, we're like three times as bad as other pirates. See, I reckon if I was a pirate, the flag I would use is an ally of the person whose ship I'm approaching. That sounds like the smart move, doesn't it? Because then they'd be like, oh, those guys are fine. They're our allies. Maybe they're just coming aboard to say hi. Before you know, we've come across with our swords. We're cutting people up. Get right up front and then cannon them. Yeah, like, yeah. Wait, are those pirates? Nah, it's just Pete. Ha <laughs> 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 ha, gotcha. Before they know it, I've got their money and their wenches. And and afterwards, they're like, I can't believe Pete did that to us. (laughs) Like, you get all their stuff, and the wanted poster goes up for Pete. Yeah. And Pete's like, what the fuck did I do? I would start a war. Be awesome. It'd be great. Then there'd be more ships for you to steal from. Yeah. And then what I'd do is I'd wait on the outskirts of battle, and then, like, when some wounded ships started heading home and retreating, I would cut them off and go, hee, 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 I'm here to take your shit. (laughs) And there was a thing that used to happen when the ships used to fight each other. They'd go side to side and shoot cannons at each other. The captain's quarters, the admiral or whatever, he'd always have really cool furniture, decked out jewellery and stuff. When war was coming up, they'd put all their expensive stuff in a rowboat and just tail it out the back. Mm. And everyone just sort of had an agreement of, like, you don't hit the little boat full of good stuff. Mm. So all you need is a really quick boat. While they're fighting each other, just row on in, sail on in, scoop that little boat and get the hell out of there. And like they'll be at the end of the fight like, oh, we survived. We beat the enemy. Where did our rowboat go? <laughs> Damn it. I put my clock in there. Yeah, being a pirate would be fun. They were stupid. Though I guess the one advantage I could see to having like that skull and crossbones If that has got a bit of a reputation of like, these guys are fucked up. And when you see this, that means you're about to die. Soon as you see that flag fly, you start shitting yourself. Like you've got that psychological edge of psyching them out. Yeah, it's the the intimidation before it happens. It's like in Vietnam War, they had helicopters that used to fly over and would they play like a lot of Rolling Stones tracks? Yep. And so you'd hear, before you'd see this helicopter coming, you'd hear this like booming music, like (laughs) painted black playing like really fucking loud. And it would just like, when they would hear that, that would freak them out. Because as soon as you hear that in a few seconds, machine gun fire is everywhere. So it became this psychological edge where all you have to do is play this song and a bunch of people shit themselves. I wonder if the Rolling Stones ever toured Vietnam afterwards. Mm. Like in the coming decades afterwards, because... Mick Jagger starts singing and you just see like 50,000 people duck. Mm. Ah! 
It's the infamous Keith Richards. <laughs> so there is that psychological edge to being like, do you know who you're about to mess with? Because their soldiers might be like, we'll take on pirates and like, oh, the Jolly Roger's coming. Oh, we're fucked. Change plan, change plan. Everyone surrender immediately. <laughs> if you walk around with that flying, or you sail around with that flying everywhere, people are probably going to avoid you as soon as possible. Mm. The only good use I could think is maybe, I don't know, lines at the bank. Yeah. Carry your flag with you, front of the line. Although the bank's going to be a little nervous too. <laughs> Wait, don't you guys steal shit? <laughs> Let me guess, you're here for a withdrawal. Arr, let it be, my laddie. Uh, so what does it say about piracy? Oh, nothing to do with pirates, but it says right there, outside Gibraltar, the Strait of Malacca, which that's a Greek swear word. Malacca. Yeah, Malacca. Malacca. But there's a lot of pissed off Greeks there. <laughs> well, maybe because it was full of pirates. That's why it was <laughs> Malacca became a curse word. Hey, yeah, maybe have it backwards. Like Greeks, like, take the toll road. Don't go through there. <laughs> Toll's a little steeper through there. <laughs> oh, yeah, they also have Indian pirates oh. these days on yeah. the Indian coast. That's something. Indians can be pirates. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's fine now. And Somalia. Somalia probably has the most famous modern pirates. And They're the ones that you hear about the most. Yes. Which, as a pirate, do you really want to be famous? Like you were just saying before, when the Somalian pirates board the ship, you go, Somalian pirates, oh shit. Mm. Just give them what they want. I don't want any trouble. But if an Indian got on board and they're like, we are taking their ship over, you, mm. you didn't make the news. I'll, I'm going to play this one out. <laughs> Let's see what we got. Do we have any weapons? What can we do against these guys? Well, I think that's it. They work on intimidation because I don't think pirates want to fight you. Yeah, no. I think they want you to surrender immediately. That's sort of their best play because that way they don't lose anyone. Although then there's less <clears> to share <throat> with. But also they're all probably drunk off their ass. So it's like yeah. the don't make us board the ship in too much of a hurry. Don't make us fight because they might... I realize we're really not able right now. Yeah. Did you notice at all times they're holding a rope or something? Like they're leaning on things. <laughs> no one's just standing normally. That guy's throwing up. Uh, etymology. What is it? It's Latin for sea robber. <laughs> Fair enough. I like that there's one word that's shorter than sea robber for sea robber. <laughs> An aquatic thief. An aquatic thief. That's pretty cool. I like that. The aquatic thief. That could be the name of our ship when we're pirates. <laughs> Raise the flag. It's the aquatic thief. <laughs> That is an awesome name for a ship, actually. They'll take our money and it'll be really soggy. They wet our decks. I love this in history where it goes, yes. it may be reasonable to assume that piracy has existed for as long as the oceans were piled for commerce. So as long as people had money on the, on water, people robbed boats. Yeah. yeah, the second one guy went like, okay, I'm going to take this stuff across the ocean. Another guy went, I'm going to take that shit. <laughs> Which that's basic humanity there. I'm sure the second someone figured out hunting or fishing... Mm. Or like just picked up something. That was the second someone figured out stealing and robbing. Yeah. Hey, I found this stick. It's my stick now. <laughs> well, that's it. Stealing was probably invented like a few seconds after private property was invented. Yes. <laughs> it's like they say American Indians or Native Americans, whatever we're calling them these days, that they had no concept of property ownership. Mm. It's like that's got to be bullshit, right? Because they didn't just like change teepees and stuff like that. No. I think with the Native Americans, it was more they the concept of ownership of land. Like, yeah, we want to buy this land from you. And in their head, they're like, what? It's like if I went up to you and go, can I buy your sky? <laughs> what? Yeah, sure, take it. Hey, dude, these guys gave me some beads. And they're like, oh, we're going to have the land. What an idiot. 
this. <laughs> but still, uh, I have to call bullshit. Yeah, if you owned my sky, that might backfire on me. Like, not me, but like my ancestors, like generations down. <laughs> <laughs> we can't build up in the air anymore. There's going to be no pilots named Graw. <laughs> this like, yeah, my ancestors are protesting. Give us back our sky. <laughs> hey, you got the beads. Shut up. And then like the Remington family is just like incredibly wealthy because they own all the sky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we built castles in those clouds <laughs> All the douchebags were obsessed with the land We took the sky, yeah, I- we saw the future <laughs> It's nothing but up I told you, the sky's the limit But then you'll get us back by taking our space Yeah Haha, <laughs> you didn't think of going out of out of the ozone, did you? <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, just exchanging these beads back and forth <laughs> It's the same beads <laughs> Why do they love the beads so much? Dude, they were free <laughs> They weren't free, they took your sky <laughs> The funny thing about the history of white people is It's like our ancestors went to the extent to go around to every country and just piss everybody off. (laughs) So these days, it's like, no matter what country's history you have, it's always like, and then white people came and fucked our shit up. And it's just like, oh, come on. Uh, There's no country that you can go to where it's like white people didn't fuck the shit up somehow. (laughs) It's like your friend who went to the party, got really drunk, trashed everything, and then you rocked up. He's like, all right, I've thrown up everywhere. I've annoyed everybody. I've groped women. I've destroyed property. Take it away, Ben. (laughs) Oh, and this is my friend. He will accept all responsibility and liability for all future endeavors. Uh, Europe and North Africa. What happened there? We had the Romans and around the Roman times, we had all different kinds of pirates. Ancient Greeks, they had pirates. They were big on that because they pretty much anyone who was seafaring at the time, mm. some dude in a boat who went, yeah, I reckon I could take them. Well, that's the thing. That's where piracy is good because you know you're not taking on an army. You can take on whatever they can fit on a boat. And you're going to fight on a boat. Mm. All these dudes are on a boat in like armor, like chain mail and plate mail. And you go, you're not going to fight because you don't need a sword to beat that guy. You just need like a push stick. Didn't the Romans a lot use a lot of slave power to power their ships as well? Like they had yes. the guys on the oars doing like big like row, yeah. row. They're all chained up downstairs, yeah. Which if I'm a pirate back in those days taking a Roman ship, one of the things I do is I go down to the slave quarters and go, hey, you guys want to become pirates instead of being slaves and help us fuck these guys up? <laughs> like you turn half their boat against them. You want to run this boat? I mean, you already know how it works. Yeah. You know, you. <laughs> So we're just rowing it like before, but no chains now. That's <laughs> and we'll let you torture the Romans. Ooh. No, 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 everyone who's on top deck now goes below deck. <laughs> below comes on top. Okay, everyone swap around. <laughs> I really get fascinated with the guy on the drum in those that keeps the like row, row. Mm. Because there's going to be a certain point after a while where he's like, God, my arms are getting tired here. But I can't complain. <laughs> I can't complain. <laughs> Do you reckon like they were recruited from bands? Like Rolling Stones is because it'd be the Rolling Stones from back in the Stone Age. Cruising around the Roman times or whatever. And they're like, hey, we couldn't help but notice your drummer's really talented. You want to work a boat? <laughs> I'd love to see like, yeah, just a little guitar ensemble as well. Maybe a singer. Row, row, row your boat. Shut up. <laughs> Every time. So your boat could probably go faster if your drummer could keep the beat better. Exactly. Up until machine guns, Mm. everyone had a drummer and maybe a pipe guy or a horn guy in their army. And they were usually at the front too. Like we're marching in like Roman times. They had a a guy holding a stick with a flag. They had a guy with a horn. They had a guy with drums. You got to feel a little exposed. (laughs) I mean, with the flag, okay, that's kind of a pole, but you got to hold it up in the air. They're very important. You got to keep the flag up so everyone knows you're okay. 
you bring it down to like hit a guy, they're like, oh, you screwed up your job. So you just got to stand there like a target and everyone knows where you are because you got a flag sticking way up. <laughs> horn guy, you can't really fight with the end part of the horn. The best thing you can do is stab him with the part you use for your lips. And then what you're going to say, how can you stand retreat? That's gross. It's got blood on it. I would want something like a tuba because it's got like that good surface area I can use as a shield. There you go. Although what are the odds that something goes in <laughs> and around and then through the throat? Oh, that'd be insane in a tuba though. Doesn't that thing just like spiral around? You can imagine guys- A trumpet like, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Like if it was a straight horn, then you're screwed. A or, saxophone if it's a really good shot. That's, yeah, if you get the bounce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there'd be some guy like, did you see what I just did? That's mad. And it'd have to be like a dart or something. I know I saw this crazy thing on YouTube with this guy who could like fire arrows around corners. Whoa. He had like these weird trick shots where he could make it go over and around things. Is it like that movie Curve the, you know, with the Curve the Bullet thing? It almost looked a bit like that. But That's it was- crazy. I think it was kind of how the arrow was designed. I saw it in a- Because I know that arrows do, like when they're in the air, they are flexing and bending because the, the back's trying to catch up and overtake the front. What was that movie with Curve the Bullet in it? Uh, oh, that was Wanted. Wanted. I remember seeing that because that was the whole promotion of it. Curve the Bullet. Curve that- the Bullet. I automatically thought, how many people are going to shoot their friend because they're an idiot? (laughs) It's all right. I can curve the bullet. I just got to believe. Yeah. Just stand really still. That movie was fucking stupid beyond that, though, because do you remember what gave him the missions to do everything? It was a loom. That was right. Yeah. It was a fucking sewing machine. And it wasn't even just a loom. It was how they interpreted the stitching. I'm like, yeah, that's crazy pseudoscience right there. That's as big pseudo as you can get. (laughs) That's just like nuts. I mean, you may as well have done it with star science. So you've got a machine that occasionally has a malfunction and you interpret those malfunctions to mean like kill this guy. That's more on you than it is the loom. And meanwhile, did they get it, ever get the loom serviced? Oh yeah, the, the repair guy just came in to fix it up. No missions today, oddly enough. But even like spoilers for that movie, it turns out that Morgan Freeman has like been bullshitting the whole time. Although the loom does tell them who to kill, he's just been making up new people to kill. <laughs> and because the loom told them to kill him. And so he goes, oh, screw it, I'm just going to start making people up. And it's just like him making people up is just as logical <laughs> as killing people because of a loom. That makes way more sense. It's way more why didn't you just do that from the beginning? At least he has a reason. A sewing machine could not possibly have a reason. <laughs> I knew I should go to Singer. Wait, so someone threw up a lifesaver and cool. he hit it with an arrow. Yes. That's pretty cool. I don't know where I can find this curved shot though. Although it didn't go through the hole of the lifesaver, so I'm a little bummed about that. I would have liked to have seen the arrow hit the target with the lifesaver stuck on it. I mean, I've seen Robin Hood. I know what people can do. Yeah, that would have been cool, yeah, if the lifesaver was still intact and the arrow was just through it, holding it there. See, that's impressive. Also, you don't see the 50,000 other takes where he missed it. Ah, it said it was in um, Homer's Iliad and the Odyssey. Yeah. But they talked about women and children being sold into slavery. That's Everyone kind of was pirate. sold into slavery then. Yeah. Yeah, they're a lot more liberal with slaves back then. Just anyone can be a slave. Yeah, the difference between a slave and a not-slave is who's got the sword. Mm. Like, if you have a sword, you can have slaves. If you don't have a sword, you can be a slave. Then after a while, they got over slavery and they thought, like, this is really immoral. We need to make some rules about it. Okay, no one white can be a slave. <laughs> <laughs> is everyone cool? 
deal with it? Yes, yes, yes. No. Oh, you don't count. <laughs> we don't even let you vote yet. Yeah. Oh, we already figured this out. It's everyone votes for it, okay? <laughs> well, not everyone, everyone. Just, you know, the people who decided they were allowed to vote. So, yeah, at a certain point, slavery stopped for white people. <laughs> well, it still happened thanks to Russia. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. As much as, like, we talk about this day and age of, like, there's no slaves anymore. Slavery's over. It's like, no, there are still slaves in a lot of countries. And, in fact, I'd say more, well, Asians and white people are the slaves now. No, actually, no, no, no. There's slaves everywhere. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, because there's slaves in Africa, but that's, they're slaves to black people. They're black people who are slaves to black people. So that's progress, right? Well, that's the thing. A lot of slavery these days is more political than racial. Yes. Where it's just like, yeah, people who don't support you. Mm. Like in Africa, like a group of guys with guns will rock up to a village and force them to mine gold or something. Yeah. Or diamonds. Hey, black on black crime needs to stop. We all agree. At least it's not the white people. You can't blame us for it. <laughs> oh, there are ways you can, apparently. We fucked Africa and... We gave them the AKs. Yeah. Which I still say, that's a Russian gun. That's true. Yeah, white people are slaves thanks to the sex trade in Russia. Asians, it's just horrible over there. Mainly in the, the poorer countries. Yeah. America, pretty slave free, except for what's imported. But yeah, that's... there's some black market smaller things, but it's not very mainstream. <laughs> it's, it, it's not something that you don't rock up to someone's house and they're like oh my slave will bring you that it's kind of hush hush really a shipment rocks up you got a container full of slaves and they open it it's full of slaves how did that get in there you can't pretend it was an accident I asked for a bicycle I'm gonna get so many questions at customs (laughs) and I mean to be fair slavery only really ended in America because they figured out it's cheaper to just get poor people to do it I mean a slave you gotta feed them and house them and whip them and then you gotta hire people to make sure they do the job and they're only gonna do as good a job as they've been like whipped into doing poor people People do stuff for half that price twice as good. <laughs> what else we got? Middle Ages. Yeah, this is Vikings, which I suppose they were pirates, but they were like, you know, amphibious pirates. They just rock up in their boats and then kill everything and take it home. Park the car, rob the bank. Yeah, they didn't really do a lot of robbery at sea. Yeah. They kind of like to just come to the land. They were very crafty and they picked their targets. They wouldn't go after like big fortified things. They would go after like churches. Yeah, which churches were really great targets because first off, everyone has taken a vow of like peace. They, you know, they're all pacifists. They're monks. They don't fight. Mm. Secondly, they've got all the gold. Mm. You go to any village at that time, every, there's peasants with, you know, oh, I own a potato. I'm so wealthy. Then you go to the church. It's just filled with gold and good stuff stuff and expensive things with guys who can't possibly protect it and finally no shoes in a fight no shoes loses yeah wood yeah vikings rock up with boots and it's like well clearly we see who's in charge right now that was a viking you had to die with a sword in your hand yeah to get the valhalla which you're supposed to die in war but i think having a sword will get you through on a technicality so you kind of want to keep one in your hand at all times because you never know viking heaven sounds crazy because they incorporate into there that you will be able to fight in valhalla a lot yeah like you just drink have sex and fight constantly it's one big feast and on top of that they have slaves Everyone who didn't die with a sword in their hand or was bound and killed or something not so, you know, Mm. warrior-like, they have to serve these people. So you get captured, right? Vikings capture you because, you know, you're on your farm. You didn't have a weapon on you. They bound you up and torture you and you die. Then you've got to serve those pricks for eternity while they get drunk and violent. That's their heaven. So imagine you rock up to Valhalla and, like, I'm sitting at the table going, oh, Garth, you're here. Come join the feast and stuff like that. And you're like, no, I wasn't holding my sword. Do you want me to top up your drink? Yeah. Can I bust your tray? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> That'd be annoying. That would be like, hey, like, I know that guy. <laughs> but what's to stop you then from just going, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to join the party. Do you have a supervisor in the afterlife? Is there someone managing this? Like, because all that food has to come from somewhere. Like, I know the slaves prepare it, but clearly, like, is there a guy in the back room is like mm. a mater D kind of like, come on, guys. We're up to the second course. We've got to get it out there. Come on, these guys are all getting rowdy. Get more wine from the cellar, Ben. Garth, you chop up that chicken. What? Where are these things coming from? Uh, you assume that if things could magically appear, couldn't it just magically appear prepared in front of them so they don't actually need the slaves? I think it's not a matter of needing slaves. It's a matter of wanting slaves. What's better than having a nice roast chicken served with a nice mead? I'll tell you what. A nice roast chicken served with meat brought to you by a man who's had his dreams crushed that has to look you in the eye and know that you are better than him for eternity. You just reminded me of a good point. Like, afterlifes are weird. Remember with the terrorists, the Muslim terrorists, what do they get when they die? 72 virgins. Or raisins, depending on who you ask. <laughs> Raisin, really? I've heard that interpretation where someone said it actually translates as 72 raisins. With dried up grapes. So that's nice. Yeah, every now and then someone reinterprets it and goes, it actually means this. And then we all laugh at it. <laughs> 72 raisins That's not a lot of raisins You can fit that in a tub <laughs> And you rock up Like where are my women And you just get given This like Tupperware Now that's for all eternity So space them out <laughs> what, Do I get anything else But yeah When they said 72 virgins Where do the virgins come from I don't know This is obviously The most objectification Of women you've ever Come across Where it's like Okay so You're gonna get women Where are these women Coming from Details Details They're just an object Alright <laughs> yeah, In all fairness In the Muslim religion Women aren't technically people yeah, well, you'd have to be allowed to drive first, wouldn't you? Yeah. So these women are created in heaven? Like, they're just souls sitting there so that some guy... Oh, some dude blew himself up in an infidel's country. So, uh, one, two, three, four, 72. Go! Suck his dick. Um, <laughs> like, and that's it? Or are these women who were virgins that died on earth... And then we're brought to heaven like, oh my God, that was so terrible. I died at a young age. I didn't even get to get married. I, I didn't get a life. Hmm. All right, well, just sit there until some guy blows himself up and then serve him forever. What? This sucks. Who wrote this book? <laughs> a man wrote this book. If you're a girl, why would you want to be a virgin hearing all these things? Virgins are always getting sacrificed. Sacrificed. Their blood's being drunken. First they have thing... to screw terrorists in heaven for some reason. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's the first thing everyone goes for. They're, oh, come on, bring us all your virgins. No one ever goes, all right, bring us your brooding older women who have like been put down through life that have had enough of men. I'd be like, bring me your sluts. Bring me the skanky horse who are into the dirtiest, craziest <laughs> shit. Not these prudes. Forget these prudes. <laughs> <laughs> I want a woman who knows what she's doing, damn it. There's 72 of them. I can't carry this. <laughs> I need them to contribute at least a little. <laughs> it's 72. That's like a, a divisional number. I think that's like, you know, so you have so many a month, I guess. Probably. That'd be, what, like seven a month. Yeah, hey, but if you got like 72 there, you're not doing one at a time. That's, well, you'd be tired after a while. <laughs> uh, like, And if it's the Muslim religion where they're all wearing the burqas, like, how would you know? be like, yeah, it would be a surprise each time. Exactly. <laughs> a kinder surprise. Uh, you'd have to, like, check under all the burkas to check which one's which. Yep. Everyone take your burka off and let's do a head count. <laughs> Hang on a second. Why are there 73? I ran away from my other guy. But it's weird that, like, the Muslim religion is just, like, all about evils of sex. Sex is bad and women are bad to look at their bodies because they make you think of sex. But when you die, orgy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you're the star. 
Because only a guy would think that would work. Yeah. So you're telling me 72 women never had sex with a man all in the same room. They all want to have sex with that man. I'm telling you, like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure he'd enjoy watching, but that's probably all he's going to get out of it. <laughs> Those women have found better ways to enjoy themselves. And he's not going to make it better. Like, well, you know, I have to be with him, but I actually get pleasure out of her. <laughs> Whereas the guy's like, what? Women can have pleasure? Not in my world. Not in my vast experience. Orgasm is a man thing. <laughs> That's man stuff. You wouldn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> And also, like, in those religions, they're not a big fan of contraceptives. So do you end up having, like, a bunch of kids? So you're a kid born in heaven. That's pretty all right. Couldn't you just do that? Couldn't we do that now? Yeah. Why am I here on Earth dealing with the trials and tribulations caused <laughs> by, apparently, Adam and Eve eating an, a fucking apple? And so we have to suffer. You mean I could have skipped all of that and gone straight to heaven? Because there's a chance I won't... There's a really good chance I won't go to heaven. It's probably more probable I'm not making it in. You mean I could have just been born in heaven? I mean, sure, my dad and my 72 mums will be there, but I'll grow up in a nice, peaceful place where there's no bad things. Why do we have existence? This plane sucks. Yeah, that's always been my thought with heaven. Let's say it exists and we're going there. A hundred million years years from now do you even remember anything that you did in life yeah no <laughs> you just that's all your heaven time basically because it rounds down to nothing but like 100 years that you spent on earth statistically speaking that is zero yeah it's like getting like really fascinated about the first day you were alive exactly or the first minute or like, yeah. as time goes by it becomes even less and less irrelevant till you're sitting around with a mate like ah another great day in heaven you got Jimi hendrix playing still that's awesome <laughs> hey Remember when we had to work? <laughs> no. No, I don't. Uh, I got so pissed off when I had to wake a, wait a week for Walking Dead to come on again. Now I have the whole box series. <laughs> even the ones that people on Earth don't have. Yeah, the ones they haven't even technically made yet. Yeah, we get them straight away. <laughs> I get the whole series. But then if you can be born in heaven, then you can be born in hell. Yeah. And to be fair, if I was put into a room with 72 virgins and they're like, yeah, and if you have sex with them, they'll get pregnant and have kids. That's... That kind of sounds like hell to me. Mm. I gotta be careful not to have kids. In fact, you should be trying to have kids. What? This <laughs> sucks. Seven two virgins. How many condoms do I have for? <laughs> uh, well, I guess if they made those women for you just there, then they'd have to be virgins. Well, yeah. But then that's all they'd know. Like, to them, life is just heaven with servitude. They're essentially the Valhalla slaves. And how do they define virgin? Does hand stuff count? <laughs> 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 like they haven't had sex with another man But they've given a handy before Like they're the softcore version you think Like no penetration is, <laughs> yeah, the, is yeah. the point Like a lot of dry humping What you're asking is Have they had some sort of practice Have they been initiated into the concept Or are we starting from scratch Like this is my wang It is now your life yeah. Like, you need to know everything about it. I don't know. I mean, if I showed a girl my penis and her first reaction was, that's the first one I've ever seen, I'd be like, okay, get the fuck out of here. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you got a good one to see first. This is the best one ever. You're never going to see another one, are you? No, this is the best penis in the world. <laughs> it's, this is as big as they get. Yeah. And if you don't like it, then you're not doing something right. <laughs> I don't know. What other heavens are there? Well, <laughs> did the ancient Greeks have a heaven? Yeah. Like, I remember something about... I don't know. I remember in the like Gladiator movie where he was doing his speech going, if, you if you're riding along and then you find yourself riding by yourself in a big forest, you have died and you have gone to... And I can't remember the line, but it was their heaven. Yep. And it's like, because they go to some warrior heaven. Very similar to the Vikings, it sounded. Sounds... And it predates Vikings, so maybe that's where they got it from. But, like, I grew up on a farm right next to a big forest. 
motorist. Mm. So if I was riding a motorbike, mm. how would I know? <laughs> I'd be like, hey, I'm on a motorbike. I'm riding through a big... Fo- Wait, am I in, in Roman heaven? Well, you find a lot of those... A lot of those old religions usually put a lot of weight on you have to die in battle. And yes. that's sort of... it. We sort of go with you have to be a good person. You have to be moral and that's how you get to heaven. Back then it's like, fuck it. You don't have to be moral. You have to kill a bunch mm. of people. You have to kill people that aren't your people. <clears throat> mm. that, that's the job. That's how you get in there. That's why they're better than you. Which works out simple because you can imagine everyone sitting around a table like, all right, we need a religion. We need to get this right so that, you know, we're all a good community working together. Yeah, you know, and some guy with a, you know, who's got a huge battle axe and all these mates who are also heavily armed, like, I think we should make the people who die in battle, though, the best. Everyone's like, well, that won't lead to good communities, you know, like, boom, puts the axe <laughs> on the table. You know what? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Write that down. Write that down now. <laughs> Add that to the scroll. Yeah, we haven't really got a society where you can go up to somebody else's land now and go, by the way, this is mine. Like, yeah. the UN would probably throw a huge hissy fit if you tried that. <laughs> yeah, it'd probably make their to-do list, wouldn't it? Because mm, even the countries that are trying to do that, like, the UN's all over that shit going, stop doing it. Stop doing it. Australia, it's kind of hard to do. I mean, there is land you can just go take. Yeah. Because no one wants it or it hasn't been developed yet, but... Well, that's the thing. If you wanted to buy a plot of land right in the middle of the Simpson Desert, who do you talk to about that? I think you just go do it. Maybe, I don't know, you talk to the Northern Territory government or whatever. But it'd even be like, they'd be cutting you off like, yeah, yeah, that's fine, go do it. Uh, the Simpson Desert, I want to settle... Yeah, yeah, you do that. Well, do I need some... Yeah, whatever, just send me an email. I'm busy right now. If you survive a month and you still want to be there, then we'll bother wasting paper on your title. I'm like, just tell us exactly where you're going so we can send a search and rescue thing out in a couple of weeks. Make sure you take one of those emergency beacons with you. <clears throat> yeah. And water. You're going to need water. Yeah, setting up in the middle of the Simpson Desert would probably be a horrible idea. Yeah. I don't really like sand. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the first of many reasons. There was some guy who was on the run for the law for ages. Yeah. And he was just going through, like, deserts and, like, intense bush areas because he knew how to survive out in the wilderness. Yep. And because he was so well equipped at that, for many years, it was just fucked for police to find him. We can't get there. Because finding even someone who wants to be found is difficult in those areas. If you (laughs) don't want to be found, you're lost. You're gone. Yeah. So this guy would appear and, like, steal a bunch of shit and then just disappear back into the wilderness. Which, if you're willing to live like that, that's, you know, more power to you. That's living free. That's the thing. It would be a good feeling knowing you could be out in the wilderness and technically survive. Because I know if I was dumped in the wilderness, I'm going to die. Yeah. It's a good feeling knowing you can survive. Mm. It's a completely different matter having to do it. Uh, I'd like to know that if I was out in the wilderness, I could survive. I can't. But it'd be nice to know that. As long as it's never tested. I'd like to feel confident and safe. But I'd never want to leave the caravan that far. But even like if I dropped you in the wilderness and said, all right, we'll pick you up as soon as you find yourself a meal and eat it. I'm dead. Yeah. Or I'm Because I don't even know what I'd eat. I'd just be like eating berries going, does this count? Does this count? <laughs> oh, actually, that's going to make you really sick. It's still food. <laughs> Now get me to a hospital. I'm eating bark. <laughs> You're just chewing everything, just, going just like, <laughs> tell me when I've eaten enough. We couldn't find him until we found this trail of gnaws. Teeth marks everywhere. And you can identify people through teeth marks. But even if I saw like some possum or something and going, all right, I'll eat that. I've now got to figure out how to kill it. Catch it. Catch it, it, clean it, prepare it, like skin it and shit like that. You have to start a fire. And eat it. Yeah, start a fire. That's... <laughs> Which I love that This is like nine things I gotta figure out how to do just to eat. It's probably gonna go rotten by the time you get the fire started. <laughs> like, you gotta collect wood for the fire. Or is this one step in humanity? McDonald's drive through Boom. <laughs> I can pick up my phone. I can have pizza come to me. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I had a while ago, I was walking back from the butchers and we'd bought like a heap of meat. And it made me think about like back in the cavemen days, how they would go out and like hunt animals and drag it back. And here I am with a bunch of meat that's all the good parts. It's all prepared and clean. And I'm just like, we've come a long way. This is all right. I like the implication that you feel like you've just come back from the hunt. Yeah. Yes, I have ventured far and wide into the heavily air conditioned butcher <laughs> shop. I braved the man in the blue and white striped cloak. And now I'm coming back with neatly wrapped packages. I sighted my prey and then I said, I'll take that steak on the left. And he said, do you mind if it's a little over? Not at all. I placed my money down as a trap, as a trap. I skillfully flung my spear. No, wait, it was a credit card. (laughs) And the shot was approved. It was passed. The gods approved it from the cloud above and they did shine down on me. And then I dragged my kill back. In a shopping trolley to my car. Which then I put in the back seat and then drove home in my air conditioning. (laughs) To place in my fridge that I have no idea how it works. (laughs) Until I want to cook it on a thing that creates fire that I couldn't possibly make myself. Is there anything good about middle-aged pirates here? Well, because they're not the fun ones, are they? That's essentially dudes who had boats and swords. Okay, let's do the rundown of the history. Europe and North Africa. That's pretty much all the same dudes throughout the Middle Ages and that. That's your Moors and your Romans. Before that was the Greeks, after that was the Vikings. Then you had Africa, which was, uh, well, Somalia today. But other Mm. than that, it's just any dude who had a boat Mm. and a spear. Asia, they've been junking around for ages. Persian Gulf, that's essentially the same people as we're in uh, Europe. Uh, The Caribbean. Well, there are movies. That's Jack Sparrow. I was going to say, we can't go any further on this without talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. A.K.A. historical (laughs) reenactment. Yeah, those movies are probably more historically accurate than our podcast. (laughs) They even got the mascara in there. Yeah. Which I'm sure pirates were all about Mm. mascara. Uh, Yeah, like pirates are the original like hairbands. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Because this interests me why I want to go down to the culture and social structure. In here it has rewards, loot, punishment, roles of women. I bet that's not great. Uh, Democracy among Caribbean pirates and the pirate code. So let's go with this. Rewards. Also see no prey, no pay. Mm. Which that's, I'd put that on a t-shirt. If you guys wish to buy a wiki review t-shirt which says no... Now it says no purchase, no pay. That's not as cool as no prey. Yeah, no prey, no pay. It's basically saying you work on commission. So the rewards you'd get for being a pirate, they were more equal than... It says that, yeah, they were equal, like, distributed. So they were communists. Essentially, yes. <laughs> so if you didn't hate them before, they were communists. Yeah, Stalin, black moustache. I always find it weird that communism is seen as evil. A tread carefully, Ben. <laughs> I think still aren't over the Cold War. <laughs> no, I think communism is cute and adorable, but doesn't work in real life. It's cute and adorable. I mean, look at all those dead people. It's adorable. Now, you make a good point. Communism works when it's a commune. Mm. More than a hundred people, that's kind of a problem. When you're trying to get like, I don't know, Russia. Well, the weird thing about communism, I find, is the first rule is we're going to split everything equally. And then every other rule after that is how the people in charge are going to get more. Yes. And it's kind of like, if you just stick with that first rule, it's kind of nice. Like everyone gets it equally. Would not work in real life whatsoever. No. But yeah, it's nice. I don't think it's evil. I just think it's It's a great concept. 
everyone's equal, but we're in charge because, you know, someone's got to be so. And while I'm in charge, I may as well get the best of everything, right? Yeah. It's the details that fall apart because, look, everyone gets what they need and everyone gets looked after. That's really nice. Oh, and everyone contributes, you know, what they can. But wait, I'm a doctor and he's a street sweeper. Like, I've had to study really hard. I do a really good job. I'm really important to the community. Shouldn't I get more? Well, of course you get more. Oh, but, but I'm a street sweeper. What about me? Shut up! But I thought we were all, you're a servant of mine. Yeah, in a communist society, I would probably claim that I'm a full-time podcaster. Oh, that'd be good, wouldn't it? So then we would just do this. We could quit our regular jobs and still get paid the same as doctors. In real life, that's not how it works. We'd be like, we're podcasters. No, you're street sweepers. Grab a broom. Shut up. It would also take the pressure off. Dude, it doesn't really matter if we get super famous because... We get paid We get paid exactly the same anyway. So let's just fuck around. (laughs) And it's all the extra rules added to communism. Because, yeah, everyone's equal, da-da-da. But then it gets weird where they're like, okay, so that means there's no God. You can't mm. worship anyone because the country's the most important. You all have to work all the time towards the one thing that this guy says what it's about. Everything kind of falls apart. So there would be a podcast, but there'd be one podcast in the whole country. I doubt we'd get it. <laughs> and everyone would have to listen to it. Well, we'd stop doing Wiki Review and we'd do our new <laughs> podcast, Hail to Great Leader. Yes. All and, hail, great leader. And basically the format of that show would just be us talking about how awesome the leader is and how we like everything he does. I'll put that out here right now. I would be so good at that. <laughs> I could every day just get on there and be like, you know you know what I was thinking about the other day, Ben? <laughs> the leader? That's right! <laughs> yeah. He's great, isn't he? He is so cool. I mean, if I could be half the man he was... <laughs> I'd be five men. Yeah. Just oh, we are dirt compared to the leader. Absolutely. Not even the store-bought dirt. Like the crap that you find on the side of roads. Uh, and on next week's Hail Leader, we're going to talk about how awesome the leader is. Oh, I can't wait. Finally, a topic I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, every like wiki review episode would just be the leader. And every time it would just get a perfect mark. Yeah, absolutely. I give him a leader out of a possible leader. <laughs> <laughs> wow, God, that's the highest mark you can give. I know. If I could give higher, I would. And I rated infinity out of infinity. Wow! <laughs> I like the parts in it where it mentions the leader. Me too. <laughs> that's my favorite all the time. You know, when this podcast's over, I think we should have a long talk about the leader. <laughs> Okay, so the point of that was that pirates split up their booty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're fair, so therefore they're communists. But it says that, like, if you could steal a medicine chest, you could get 300 to 400 pounds. Mm. But that's back then money. Apparently, it says that it's 470,000 pounds today. So nearly half a million. Or well, is that dollars? dollars. That's, so that'd be US dollars as opposed to 300, 400 pounds, which I haven't checked how all the dollars are sitting, but I'm pretty sure the 300 pounds is about equal to half a million American dollars. I love how when you give like olden times, like they would get 10 pounds for this. And then like people look at you playing, uh, yeah, but that's worth like about a hundred thousand dollars today or something uh, like that. So, and then people go, oh, that is impressive. Because you don't get excited when you're like hearing that they would get 300 pounds from it. Whereas back then they would have been like, oh my God, 300 pounds. I'll never have to work again. That's great. My children can retire. This is interesting and completely smashes what you think about pirates. Jewels were common plunder, but not popular as they were hard to sell. And pirates unlike public of today, had little concept of their value. So they would steal them thinking they were shiny, but they didn't find them easy to sell. Every time we rob people, they have these chests full of these little shiny rocks. 
So we took them because they were there, right? When we came to distributing evenly. Okay, so we got a medicine cabinet. Ooh, me, me, me. <laughs> okay, uh, we got uh, some gunpowder. Ooh, okay, we'll split that up evenly. That's It's all little grains. We can split that evenly. Um, who wants these shiny rocks? Oh, I don't want them. I don't want to put that in my claim. I don't, I don't yeah, know. these are heavy. Yeah, that's going <laughs> to sink straight to the bottom. So what does it do? Well, it's shiny. <laughs> I think I got this big yellow brick. It's the size of my head. What am I going to do with that? It weighs too much. <laughs> I'm not going to carry that around. I'll break my my back. Oh, and it's dense too. Like this is really dense and pure. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> All it does is shine. Maybe we could use it as a cannonball or something. Which is weird because the medicine chests that they had probably by today's standards are complete garbage. Like everything in there was probably more harmful for you than good for you. <laughs> by today's standards, it's poison. I mean, on a ship back then, isn't it just like a barrel of lemons? That's then, the best medicine you have. That's pretty much it. Yeah, cure your scurvy. I always wonder because these people, they say, you know, those voyages took like six months to a year to go from one place to the other. And then they say like, oh, and they brought back all these perishable items. How are these guys doing that? Yeah, that would have been rotten by then. Yeah, my bananas go off by the time I get home from the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, in the days before refrigeration, I don't see how you're going to transport things like that. There was before refrigeration, they used to sail ice. They go to a place where there was ice, mm. put it on their ship, and then sail it back. And somehow that made money. Like there was enough ice. Maybe I don't understand how ice works properly. But you just assume by the time the like the boat would sink. Yeah. By the time they get back there, like you know, to a place where it's so hot they need ice, they'd be like, all right, let's get the ice out of ah, oh, it's water again. Either we have a leak, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or all our cargo is melted. I mean, the thing you'd get this massive thing of ice, knowing that you're only going to get to sell half of it because the other half would have melted Melted. on the journey. (laughs) Though I guess because they did also used to transport ice across America as well, I remember. Yes. So yeah, they'd get those massive blocks and transport it because I guess it can self-sustain for a while. Yeah. But you haven't got that long. On the bright side, I mean, if you have to push the wagon or something, it's just going to get easier from the start. (laughs) I mean, it starts off like, I can't do this. The next day, you know what? I think I'm getting stronger. Yeah. This is working. By the end, you're pacing it. You're running down the street with that thing. Back in the old days, though, they seemed to be really big on moving big things. Yeah. Because you had things like Stonehenge, the Easter Island statues, pyramids. Like, before television, people were like, well, what do you want to do? I don't know. I want to find something large and see if we can move it. Yeah. Let's move that big rock from there to there. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Which I love that, like, when people try and figure out how Stonehenge and stuff was built. Though, at the same time, it's not impossible. I've seen, like, 20 different ways they can explain how Stonehenge could have been built back in those days. And it's like, yes. well, it wasn't that big a feat. You just don't know which one they pick. If you have enough people with enough time on their hands, you can do stuff like that. Because I've seen somebody, a video of a group of people walking one of those Easter Island statues. Yeah. And they were able to like move it around. And they used a thing where they got people on either side doing strings and sort of wobbled it so it walked. Oh, wow. And it looked really cool because yeah. it's the <laughs> Easter Island <laughs> statue. So it <laughs> looks like it's walking into place. And kind of nodding. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. So there are definitely like ways how you can low tech move things around. But I do like that the pirates were like, I don't like jewels. Mainly for the reason that jewels shouldn't be worth what they're worth. They're just shiny. Oh, but you don't understand. There's very few other rocks that are this shiny and this color. You know, I've taken a few craps that I would put down no other crap has ever looked like that. You want to buy it off me for $5,000, please? 
No! Oh, but if it dries out, it gets into a really... No! <laughs> yeah, it's really sort of like that European culture that loved all the shiny things in the world and then sort of pushed that. Every other society they went to was kind of like, why are you so obsessed with all this shiny stuff? Yeah, like when they rocked up to Central America with the Aztecs and that, and they were like, yeah, you can have our gold. We're using it as like doorstops. Yeah, it's a rock. It's a rock. It's a heavy rock. We're more interested in food. <laughs> you got any food? <laughs> I'm sick of this corn. That's a one every time you hear about how wise the Mayans are and how they could predict the future, it's like bullshit. They got wiped out by the Spanish so quick, you can't give them any future telling powers. That's right. They're the worst at telling the future. On a polygraph like of their future, there's this huge spike <laughs> about the time these ships rocked up. If they were telling the future, like something big's going to happen tomorrow, you can't claim you weren't aware that some guys you've never met before who look completely different, who rock up in gigantic boats, Hmm. was not that spike and like yeah these guys seem legit Uh, let's take them to the center of town and show them all the stuff that they like uh, what's gunpowder let's just go up and say hi i'm sure they're interested in being equals exactly right (laughs) (laughs) but i ultimately think the reason that diamonds and gold and all that stuff because gold has been used as trade throughout the world as like this is a thing that we can use to, you know, as value. I reckon it all comes back to, you go back to the Stone Age when people first started making jewellery. Women like jewellery, and if a guy made a necklace and went, hey, I made this for you, might get a root, might get a root. Same today. Same today, exactly right. And that is why jewels have so much value on them. (laughs) Like, hey, look at this diamond. Do you know how many roots you can get for that? That's a really good head job right there, just sitting there in the palm of your hand rather than, you know, the other thing that has to be in the palm of your hand because you don't have a diamond. Yeah, there are species of monkeys that do prostitution where the females will come up and exchange sex for food. Uh, yeah, uh, penguins too, but for rocks. For rocks? Yeah, because they try to build their uh, their little nests. Everyone's trying <clears throat> to build a nest. We need mm. good rocks. So if a guy gets a good rock, she's like, hey, that's pretty good. You want some? I don't know. What are you doing later on, huh? <laughs> It talks about the British Navy. You had corrupt officers who would tax their crews. Just imagine that. Your boss is like, all right, so here's your pay, but I'm keeping some. What? How can you tax me? You're not the government. It's a keep your job tax. (laughs) Oh, and here's a really cool thing. We've got a ship prize shares. So this is like, no, it's not the pirates. This is the captains of the army and the navies. That would be the pirates, wouldn't it? Oh, it must be because it's about when they steal shit, isn't it? Yeah, because they still referred to themselves as like lieutenants and admirals and and stuff like that. Yeah, they still adopted the navy ranking system. They've got two columns, pre-1808 and post-1808, which leads me to believe something happened in 1808. It must have been a union thing (laughs) because the captain's share went down and the sailor's share went up. That's the only difference. Yeah, that one point went to the gunners and sailors but everyone in the middle got the same amount so yeah there was a pirate union yeah Arr, what do we want more booty when do we want it as soon as possible please because <laughs> it started that the captain would get three eighths then you had the admiral of the fleet would get an eighth the sailors masters and lieutenants and captain marines would get an eighth war officers an eighth wardroom warrant officer and petty officer get an eighth and then all the gunners and the sailors, they would get an eight to share. Mm. Which, that's kind of a big number to share, because there's probably a heap of them. There's much like, more of them, yes. But I, I think, like, you know, the captain of marines, sailing master, and lieutenants, and then warrant officers. How many warrant officers do you need? Mm. Like, if you've already got all those guys, like, how many guys are on this ship who aren't actually working? <laughs> it's the real question. 
It's just people who gave themselves titles so they were entitled to an eighth of it. There you go. Mm-hmm. Which, But they have to split it amongst that group. Like, So all the lieutenants mm-hmm. have got to split it up amongst them, whereas all the gunners and that. Imagine yeah. if you were the only petty officer on the ship. <laughs> I got an eighth of everything. <laughs> this is wicked. And you're like, the three Warren officers had to split their eighth. Exactly. <laughs> but that'd be the thing. Like, if you found out that I was captain of a pirate ship and you wanted, like, a job, you'd be like, ooh, Dibs Admiral. Yes. Well, the Admiral <laughs> is, um, I think that's, because that's the Admiral of the fleet, because an Admiral outranks a captain. So uh, that's saying, like, if a ship takes stuff, the guy who's ultimately in charge still gets it. So he gets an eighth even if he's not there, which, you know, maybe not tell him. You can be my lieutenant then. I'll take that. Because I don't think I would want a captain of Marines. Or, or maybe I might need a sailing master. You'd be a rear admiral. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> zing. Petty officer, I always thought, sounded like a weird name. Because it, it makes it sound insignificant, but they're probably quite important. It's the least important of the most important. Of all the officers, you're the worst. You're <laughs> the lowest... Dog, I'm like, you go into the officer's quarters, like, you know, the officer's uh, dining table, you're sitting at the kid's table. But outside that room, you know, you walk past a sailor or a gunner, and you are the shit. Oh, wow, they've got, like, a big... They've got a huge table that just goes into... Three pirates versus the Navy. So, this is a good table for if you were, like, you know, considering, you know, you you know ships, Hmm. you know swords and guns and stuff. Should I join one of these pirates or should I join the army or maybe a privateer which is the worst kind of pirates let's look at the shares well that's the thing is they don't really give it so you can compare it too well because it just says the shares for all the pirates and stuff but the royal navy if you work for that you got a wage yes you just get a straight money because I guess the navy didn't go around robbing people and stealing shit (laughs) and then it goes back to that salesman well how many ships a month do you think we can take out like how much work are you going to actually be able to offer me on this ship and there's a doctor yeah you gotta have a doctor or well, you know, you don't, and then you don't have to worry about as many people getting a share. Well, what I would do is I would go to a ship that had a doctor and go, guess what? You're our doctor now. <laughs> There's an able seaman. You'd be an unable seaman. <laughs> uh, Does that mean I'm impotent? Either that or sterile. <laughs> or possibly both. Yeah, I'd probably rather be sterile than impotent. I'd rather have the gun that shoots blanks than the bullets ready to go, but no gun. Yeah. A droopy barrel. They have loot. Yeah, this is something we know about. Pirates didn't really bury their treasure. Shut up, they did. It happened once in a movie. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just choose to accept that's true, so I'm just going to ignore that part. I have dug so many holes in so many caves on so but- many islands. Because we always think of them burying jewels, but it's like they didn't really take the jewels and they did bury anything because yeah. what are you going to bury a medicine chest for oh, i'm going to bury these apples come back when i really need them and there you go some had a reputation where if you would surrender they wouldn't kill anyone yes they would just take your shit and fuck off the ones that took no prisoners their victims would fight to the last breath making victories both very difficult and costly in life so if you wanted to be like a hardliner <clears throat> no i want to be known as the craziest motherfucker on, on the waves mm. like i kill everyone you're in for a fight okay so you're in the navy or whatever you're just getting paid regardless none of this stuff's yours you're just on a ship and you're kind of bored anyways Mm -hmm. these pirates go alright we won't hurt anyone if you give us all your stuff yeah sure I don't care not mine it's like you know when uh, people rob stores these days most people behind the counter aren't going to fight the robber if you rob a McDonald's it's some 14 year old kid who doesn't really give a fuck they'll empty the till for you exactly they're not going to fight for it but if you were renowned for shooting McDonald's employees they might pick up a broom I'm just saying yeah they'd throw the register at you exactly if someone's trying to kill you I'm kicking you in the balls like that's my first instinct what can i put 
through his testicles. They have a picture here. Uh, it's a beheading. Oh, and they've beheaded a bunch of other people too. So there's a big... Oh, yeah, there's a lot of heads. There's a lot of headless people there. There's a ring which everyone's standing around because they didn't have TV back then. Oh, and in the background, you can see along a big, uh, a big wooden panel, like kind of like a display shelf, is a whole bunch of heads. Heads they prepared earlier. Because that's the heads of the people <laughs> there, is it? Or so, Well, I'm guessing they're the people who are about to be killed. Like, so they get them all in a pen and they start cutting their heads off one at a time. Is that a small child, like, pointing, like, ooh, over there, look at that. Daddy, look, the decapitations. Yes, son, you want me to hold you up so you can get a good look? If they decided that in Australia they were going to do a public execution to see how it panned out, do you think you'd turn up to check it out? you got to remember... Curiosity. I, I wouldn't go, but I would watch it on Foxtel. you got to remember that if we're getting to the point where we're doing a public execution, the guy who we're killing is fucked up. Yes. Like, they probably killed a bunch of people and done unspeakable things to their body. But you can assume that most people are on board with this execution. Yeah, nobody's arguing that this guy's a complete douchebag and deserves to die. Even his mother's there like, oh yeah, I can see where you're coming from. It was her idea. (laughs) She started the petition and it just sort of snowballed from there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care what happens to my son, but I do want him to be famous. (laughs) Which makes you think about like the Middle Eastern where they stone people to death. That's done in public and it's the public gets involved. That's like a, you know, everyone come down and share in the fun of executing someone. Yeah. Watching, maybe. But if you handed me a rock and said, do you want to throw this? I'm like, I might be good on this one. (laughs) But even then, it depends on the execution. It does. Because I guess a beheading, hanging, that's one thing. But if you're like, we're going to stone this motherfucker to death. It's like, okay, we might be going a little bit (laughs) overboard here. Because I would probably, even if I threw the rock, just do a half-ass one and try and miss. Like, I just want to look like I'm part of the group, but I don't really want to do this. (laughs) I wonder, if you're that guy on his knees now, this guy's got his sword up and swing and the other guy's holding him by the head. Yeah, there really is no escape from that. Also, so they're executing this person. They've got them on their knees. One guy's got a sword. He's about to cut through the head sideways. The other guy's got his hand on top of the head. How much trust does that guy have for the guy with the sword that he's going to hit right. Yeah. Have you ever had to hold a pole for someone while they get a sledgehammer mm. on the top? That's, That's a horrible. nerve-wracking experience. There's a lot of trust there, and generally speaking, you don't want to be involved. What if the guy, you're holding him by the hair, and he ducks down really hard to get out of it? That's not even the sword guy's fault. That's your wrist gone. Cut off. Yeah. Well, you should have held the guy up better. you got to be a good holder. you got to have confidence in your holding skills. Do you have any prior holding up heads for execution experience? Here's my resume. See, these guys are probably like a well-oiled team. Yeah. Like, they they just, they've got this down, they know what they're doing. I mean, so far, even on this day, they're seven for seven. That's true. This is guy number eight. There's no half heads there. (laughs) It all looks like they've done it clean. Yeah, that's a nice clean cut. Like, they've done a fantastic job. The crowd is pleased. (laughs) Not only are they proficient and professional, they're good entertainers as well. (laughs) There's a bit of showboating involved. I mean, it's no more dangerous for them than, like, the Siegfried and Royd show. Actually, that's a bad example because one of them got mauled by a tiger. (laughs) So this guy in some show probably lost an arm and it was probably, like, this big event. They probably practiced at home on watermelons or something before they got there. Yeah. It's okay. We've been practicing all day, guys. And wouldn't that be reassuring? Like you tell to the guy you're about to decapitate, don't worry, I'm not going to miss your neck. <laughs> It'll be a good, because while you don't want to be decapitated, what's worse is what if they like land in your shoulder or something or like halfway through your head so your skull's kind of half imploded? Like you don't want that. Just 
finish it quick, all right? I don't want to limp away from this execution. <laughs> yeah, executions seem like they were uh... a bit of an event back then. Well, yeah, no TV, man. No Simpsons. I don't know. Could you start a show called Christians Eating Lions or Lions Eating Christians? Both, yes. <laughs> <laughs> One then the other. Because that way, when the lions eat the Christians, people are like, well, they kind of had it coming. That'd be the twist. Like, yeah, you put a Christian and a lion in the same thing and go, who eats who first? Just go. No one's leaving until someone's eaten. I took a vow of peace and pacifism. Yeah, the lion didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you're lion shit in a little while. Okay, that's just how it happens. I thought the punishments were going to be what the pirates do to other pirates. Because there's, yeah, keel hauling, which is a disgusting, horrible thing that only someone who is drunk at sea could have thought of. Where they tie a rope from underneath the ship. Mm. Tie them one to their hands, one to their feet, and then they pull them across the bottom of the boat where it's got all barnacles and stuff, mm. and it rips your skin off. So not only is your skin being ripped off, but you're underwater. So crying out is mm. not... And it's salt water too. So that's going to really hurt. Well, they said that the most common form of punishment was dancing the hempen jig. What? It's a euphemism for hanging. Oh, yeah, because your feet do a little mm. dance. Yeah. That's and I nice. guess the rope was made of hemp. <laughs> Which is funny because you go, no, what's the worst going to happen? We just have to dance for him yeah I don't care wait that's hanging this was poorly advertised don't you want it to be a discouragement that they're hanging them don't disguise that it should be the jerking of the head off the body so that your eyes pop out I don't want to do whatever causes that maybe that's why there were so many pirates another newspaper would report your last words that's nice. And it was, yeah, execution was the form of entertainment at the time. Yeah, they were really hardcore into slapstick. Like, forget Three Stooges. Like, you gotta really, like, knock a cranium. Well, I gotta be honest, like, if I were watching an execution, I wouldn't be bored. It's true, you, they'd have your attention. I mean, that'd be the perfect place for advertising space. <laughs> and just before we cut this head off, we'd just like to say that Tide is the best for cleaning clothes. <laughs> I gotta get some Tide. This is an awesome execution. See, the funny thing is, is I'm actually kind of against capital punishment but if they were doing it anyway <laughs> <laughs> exactly right because these people everyone who rocks up I'm not doing anything else you don't agree with it and in fact these days if you go if you look at executions most people who do watch executions were against it because mm. they have a bunch of people usually the victims but also the family of the guy who's dying because you know they want to be there for their last moment so you get everyone so that's it I have preferences of how this world should be run but at the same time I don't believe I would ever protest anything so yeah. at the end of the day I'm just going to do whatever they say it's true. I mean, even when William Wallace was executed, his friends snuck in to see it. Yeah. They risked being caught so they could check out an execution. They might be something worth seeing. Well, if you heard I was getting executed, you would totally be there. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'd have popcorn. <laughs> and I'd expect the same from you. Be there like the guy who's got the jaffers stopped clinking them. It's really disturbing my aim. <laughs> Do you want one? Whereas you're going, keep eating Jaffas, keep eating Jaffas. <laughs> oh, they say last words. I wonder if it's like the Oscars where they have the music. If you go on too long, mm. they sort of like play you off. All right, that's enough. Because I could keep talking. <laughs> like I could keep talking. I could keep that going all day and all night. I could be quoting Shakespeare. I could be reliving all my greatest moments. I want them to say that's enough. Because that's clearly the length of time you get. So they got the role of women to get raped. Oh, that's all it says. 
<laughs> they were pirates. Yeah, they were chick pirates. Yeah. But did they sort of do the whole female crew? Like, did they have men working for them? Or was it kind of like this Amazonian sort of crew? I think they were just chicks who were on the pirate ship. Generally, it's like, you know, when you put together a pirate crew, you kind of take what you can get. You're not looking for the best and brightest. You're looking for people who are willing to sit on a ship for months and then try and, like, threaten to kill other people. Which, women could do that just as good as men. Yeah, because it said pirates did not allow women on their ship very often. Apparently it's bad luck. That's not just pirates. That's most ships they say it's bad luck to have a woman on board, but that's just because they all want to have sex with each other. Because they're not gay. They're ocean gay. Well, I've heard that it happens with, like, women who are gangsters today, and it pretty much would probably be the same with pirates, where they end up being the worst. Yes. Because they've got that discrimination if they're looked down on because of their gender. So they have to prove it. So they got to be, like, ten times worse. There was a Dave Chappelle <laughs> joke where he talks about, you know, when you see a bunch of black guys, you'll see one white guy in that group. Mm. Let me tell you something about that guy. That white guy is the most dangerous man in that group. <laughs> there is no telling what he did to win their approval. <laughs> That'd be exactly right for these women. Like, everyone would be like, oh, you got a woman on board? Dude, don't even start. You have no idea. Yeah. And as far as from what I know about women, they're much more creative at vindictive things. Like, a man, the worst a man could do to me is beat me up, maybe mm. stab me, but a woman will cause me all kinds of pain. <clears throat> Are some of the, like, female leaders throughout history, like in the old histories, oh, yeah. will have been horrible, like Most... really into torture, really into fucked up things. Absolutely. And it's like you said, because they got to prove themselves or like, you know, because everyone's like, oh, you can't do it. I'll show you. Mm. We're going to keel haul twice as bad. Face first, not back. Mm. Oh, my, my balls would be keel hauled. I think gay people also get the same thing. Yeah. Where a gay gangster is just going to be like over the top because he's gay. <laughs> yeah. There was a gay gangster in England who was renowned for, like, he was a gay guy head of his mob he didn't like gay men he liked straight men and that was his thing the tougher and badder a guy was the more attracted to him sexually he was so people would be like you yeah, you fag or whatever we're like oh yeah how you doing mm-hmm. like i'll beat you up i bet you would come over here come on <laughs> like wouldn't that throw you like you're trying to get in a fight with a guy and he starts getting hard I didn't sign up for this. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, going into a fight where you know if you lose, the guy's probably going to fuck you. That's is not-, not a good fight to be in. That's yeah. You're fighting for all concern. That's I don't want to play. Yeah. So a lot of the female pirates dressed up as men. You couldn't. And to be fair, at that point in time, the way everyone acted, if you're a pirate, you probably couldn't tell the women apart from the men. Like they'd be like, "Well, we've got, yeah, we're an equal rights opportunity employer on this pirate boat. We've got a bunch of women. Where?" <laughs> I'm a woman. But isn't like one of the traditional things of if you see pirates coming, you hide your women below deck? Yes. But that's true for pretty much everything. Ooh, they have the pirate code. Oh, this is good. With 11 simple rules we can follow. One more than the Bible, I might add. See that? So you could say they're more ethical than... In all fairness, this is actually important, so... <laughs> <laughs> and Captain Charles Johnson was the man who came up with this. Good on him. Every man shall have an equal vote in affairs of moment. He shall have an equal title to the fresh provisions or strong liquors at any time seized, and shall use them at pleasure, unless a scarcity may make it necessary for the common good that a retrenchment may be voted. All right, so in other words, everyone's equal, everyone gets a say. Like, so if you get it, and it's yours. But if there's a scarcity, we'll take it back off you. 
And that's why pirates didn't bury things and save things. Mm. The second you get it, you got to drink it, you got to spend it, you got to eat it because everyone else is going to do the same. And I mean, I'm going to eat mine because when it's over, I'll just go grab yours. It'll be cool. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, as soon as I drink all my rum, then I can start borrowing other people's rum. Exactly. So just get real drunk. That's pretty piratey. <laughs> Every man shall be called fairly in turn by the list on board of prizes because over and above their proper share, they are allowed a shift of clothes. But if they defraud the company to the value of even $1 in the plate, jewels or money, they shall be marooned. If any man robs another, he shall have his nose and ears slit and put ashore where he shall be sure to encounter hardships. So they're going to like ditch you on an island if you steal. Because that's the one thing I was wondering. When you go and plunder a ship, as a pirate, you grab all your stuff and you put it in the pile. Yeah. What's the stop you chuck and maybe a couple of pieces in your pocket? Well, they'll leave you on a deserted island. You know all those cartoons where there's a guy on an island with just one coconut tree? Yeah. Yeah, they pocketed some of the doubloons. Would you like your ears and nose slit? That sounds horrible, doesn't it? I mean, for listening and sneezing. (laughs) Let's fuck up the pirate stereotype some more read the third one oh none shall game for money either with dice or cards no poker no craps which that's what i always thought of pirates i thought they were a gambling people yeah you'd think that wouldn't you maybe it means like amongst themselves this is all amongst each other like when you're on the ship no gambling when you're on the ship don't steal each other's stuff we steal other people's stuff and bring it into the crew so that's probably when they're ashore why they would just gamble a heap because it's like, I gotta do this when I get back on the boat. Exactly. And also, why would you want to gamble with everyone on the ship? I mean, if you're really good at cards, you're going to win everything. Then everyone else is starving on the ship and then they're just going to go, oh, I need your stuff. Yeah, they probably don't want one rich person on the ship and everyone else being poor because that will... Sleep with one eye open and you're wearing an <clears throat> eye patch. So, you know, that's not really asleep at all, is it? That's right where you work. Because then if you got the guy who's got all the money, you frame him and say that he stole some shit off you. Then he has his ears and nose slit. He's left on an island and all his wealth is distributed amongst the crew. Evenly. So you get your stuff back. Exactly. It's awesome. The lights and candles should be put on at eight at night. So at eight o'clock, that's when you can turn your candles on. That's when we're allowed to have light, which I reckon eight o'clock. I mean, I know we're in a different hemisphere where everything's a bit, you know, we get daylight at a different time, but it'd be dark for a while before the candles come on, wouldn't it? Yeah. Here it goes dark at like 730. Yeah. Because we live in Queensland where we actually have a really, it's kind of tight with where, how long our days are. I think it gets like seven o'clock at night. It gets dark. Yeah. But sort of the earliest it gets it's dark is sort of like five 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 thirty yeah so it's only like two hours variance i've been to melbourne and it's been in the middle of summer it can still be light at like 9 30 nearly 10 o'clock at night which is crazy isn't it yeah so I remember I did a New Year's then and it was like 9.30 going, New Year's is in like two and a half hours and the sun's still up. This isn't right. This doesn't feel good. How are we going to see the fireworks properly? Yeah, it felt weird. Yeah, so they say that you got to turn the lights on at night, but if you want to drink, you have to sit on the deck without lights. So go drink in the dark, which doesn't sound very piratey. You just assume they always were drinking all the time. Yeah. But it's like... And you don't want them to get drunk and then try and light a bunch of candles. Yeah, that's true. That's going to cause problems. But yeah, it's making them seem like almost christian type thing like you think of them as these hardcore always drunk guys but this is basically saying look the lights go on at eight sharp and look if you're gonna drink don't do that in front of me go where i can't see you okay yeah. that's just rude <laughs> it's gross alcohol is the devil's tool <laughs> okay number five each man shall keep his peace cutlass and pistols at all times clean and ready for action that's a badass rule that's a good rule <laughs> keep your shit on your time but what's a piece 
If you've already got a cutlass and a pistol, what's a piece? Is that... I don't know. It's probably just another... Word for pistol, right? Like, you know, your piece, that, that's another word for gun, but... It's probably just listing everything. It's just any weapon you have, have ready. Ah, and so if, it's not just cutlass and pistol, but if you don't have either of those, you know, whatever your piece is. Yeah, because a piece could maybe refer to a sword or something like that. It could just mean any weapon. Yeah. But I'd like to think they're like, you got to keep it clean. No, no, no. I like to have a little rust on mine, you know. <laughs> Give them some tetanus if they survive. <laughs> no boy or woman to be allowed amongst them. Ah. If any men shall be found seducing any of the latter sex and carrying her to sea in disguise, he shall suffer death. Wow. So you- I'm glad that when they said if so, if they bring them on board for sex, I'm glad they specified women <laughs> and didn't go. Yeah, we have a huge problem with pirates bringing women and small boys for some reason. <laughs> so either that was okay, or it just didn't come up in the. And if someone was like, "Why didn't you specify boys?" We don't need to specify that. We're pirates, not priests. Sick. That's disgusting. <laughs> They're quite ethical people, aren't they? Although, because they say there's not to be any women amongst them, but I guess that means only like if you're a woman in the crew that doesn't count and technically she can bring a guy on board because they're like well worst comes to worst he joins the crew this is by this captain roberts guy yeah so maybe on his ship there were no women crew yeah fair enough because it did say in the women thing that most ships said no we don't want women at all so some people sort of circumvented rule six Okay, number seven is He that shall desert the ship or his quarters in time of battle Shall be punished by death or marooning And marooning is kind of like death Although if you saw Pirates of the Caribbean It's not death if you can get a hold of some sea turtles That's true That is true None shall strike another on board a ship But every man's quarrel shall be ended on the shore With sword or pistol in this manner Cool, so they have a duel Fuck yeah. At the word of the command and quartermaster, each man being previously placed back to back shall turn and fire immediately. If any man do not, the quartermaster shall knock the piece out of his hand. If both men miss their arms, they shall take their cutlasses and he that draws the first blood will be declared the victor. That's some cool dueling rules right there. I like that they didn't stipulate, like, yeah, you go back to back, because generally duel rules are back to back, three paces or ten paces, turn and shoot. Whereas they're like back to back and go. Like shooting over the shoulder kind of. Yeah, because the first thing you'd have to do is move back to get the distance. Yeah. Because you can't even put your gun if you're back to back. Which, I mean, from back to back, I know where your head is. I'm just going to, like, reach over my shoulder and do a quick shot. Yeah, just sort of, like, put my head against yours, use it to measure with that, and then it goes, and turn. Bang! <laughs> just hopefully, hopefully I don't get tenonitis. So you get a quarrel with the mate, like, as soon as we hit port, you are fucked, man. <laughs> That's when I dirty up his gun and go, hey, he didn't clean his gun, maroon him. <laughs> Yeah, you've just got, like, until you get to port, you've got to get this guy marooned somewhere. Somehow. (laughs) As soon as you saw, like, a little desert island appearing on the horizon, you'd just be like, okay, on your best behavior. Everyone, shine your shoes. I'm staying in my spot. No women. Not gambling. We're all good. (laughs) Nine. Okay. No man shall talk of breaking up their way of living till each has a share of a thousand. Every man shall become a cripple or lose a limb in the service shall have 800 pieces of eight from the common stock and for lesser hurts 
proportionately. So, so you're basically, it's a contract. Mm. You've got to work for them for a certain amount of time. Yeah, until you get a certain amount and then you're free to leave. It's also your work cover. Mm. If you do get crippled, we'll give you this much. We look at it, going back up here, because you had the shares, and this was on Robert's mm. thing. Yeah, but so you got Robert's. You got one share, so you would have to do a thousand robberies before you were allowed off this dude's ship. Wowzers. The big one, you take down this big ship of like army guys. That's hardcore. Oh my God, they're shooting at us. We're fighting. We lost men. That's one. The next day, there's like some little dude fishing. That's one. We got some fish. (laughs) That's a share though, right? It counts. It counts. I got the flounder to prove it. Uh, The captain and the quartermaster shall receive two shares of the prize. The master gunner and the... What the hell's a boatswain? I I imagine it's like a master gunner. (laughs) A master sergeant, like your top guy. Top of the non-officer. It's a petty officer. Ah. It's petty, we don't have to learn it. (laughs) A boatswain. I'd rather be a boatswain than a petty Petty officer. officer. But then people are like, what are you? I'm a boatswain. What's a boatswain? It's a petty officer. Well, anyway, the master gunner and the boatswain, one and one and a half shares. So you get as a boatswain, you get one and a half shares all other officers one and one quarter of the private gentleman of the fortune yeah it's just basically they're splitting it it's nothing more than the table set yeah (laughs) yeah just referred to table see illustration and the final one the musicians shall have rest on the sabbath day only by right on all other days by favor only so you can be a musician on a pirate ship like that drum guy yeah because that's what i saying. is that the drum dude or is that no this is pirates they're past rowboats these are all like they're on sails they figured out the power of wind and so the musicians these are guys a pirate's life for me yo ho ho and a bottle of rum exactly that guy he wrote that he wrote that Uh, play another one come on that was the most requested of the day but yeah so yeah the three songs you have (laughs) but this is all worded yeah kind of old timey so it's hard to understand exactly what they mean but they're saying okay the sabbath day the musician doesn't have to work and all other days they can give him a break if like he says hey can I have a break and they're like yeah sure dude well that's the problem with all these old timey rules they all start with thou shalt or something like that. <laughs> stop saying covet yeah just use normal words because <laughs> even back then that was fancy for how they spoke back then the average person didn't go around going thou shalt do this mm. Eeh, it's a bit <laughs> of a wedger on the way gabaga <laughs> cool so that's the rules did you notice that all of these guys, all of these pirates, strangely, for some reason, look a lot like Jack Sparrow? Well, that is the cultural perception. Yeah, it used to be a little different. Now, it, apparently, all pirates had dreadlocks <laughs> and little beads in their dreadlocks and, uh, like, Van Dyke moustaches and mascara for some reason. And they talk about Gilbert and Sullivan's Pirates of Panzan, ah. which has a pirate king. Ah. I am a pirate king. I am the very model of a modern major general. Is that that one? I'm pretty sure that was Pirates of Penzance. Yeah, I have no idea what Pirates of Penzance is. I've heard the title, definitely. Uh, and I knew Bush it. was in it uh. when they did it in Australia. That's all I know. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any play that old live. <laughs> pretty much any show that I've actually seen live has been a more modern show. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Because I've seen like the South Park guys Book of Mormon Yep. Avenue Q. I mean, I'm trying to think of. I saw the Blue Man Crew. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know that, if that's a play. That's yeah, more a show. I know these people are like, oh, they're doing like uh, some old thing, you know, the Sleeping Beauty or something. Yeah, I already know how that ends. It's I, not like I'm going to be watching this play like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Actually, yeah, I do remember my wife dragged me along to Cinderella. Oh, great. A play of that. And it was weird because we did see that in New York. So they had playing the evil stepmother was Fran Drescher. <laughs> and it's something that I didn't expect that because I didn't look through the thing thinking there are going to be celebrities in this. <laughs> I just thought it'd be like a bunch of no name actors. And then you get it out there and you're like, holy shit, is that the nanny? 
You were famous in the 90s. What are you doing in Cinderella? You were working in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens. <laughs> and playing Cinderella was actually a pop singer called Carly Rae Jepsen. You heard of her? Why would I have heard of her? Did you ever hear that song, Call Me Maybe? No. Here's my number, Call Me Maybe. I don't no, know. No, you're talking to the wrong right. guy. <laughs> yeah, well, she had a famous song, but she was in it too. She counted as famous. And she yeah. Was in it. And I was looking at it going, oh, there's famous people. Yeah, how about that? But yeah, it was still Cinderella, so it sucked. <laughs> Long John Silver. Well, that says from Disney's film adaption of... Treasure Island. Treasure Island. But Long John Silver's just a part of Treasure Island. He's public domain. He is, isn't he? Because that's a, that was a film made <clears throat> called Treasure Island. That was based on a book called Treasure Island. Mm. That was based on, I don't know, a candy bar. Well, what's your favorite fictional pirate? Uh, oh, fictional. Because I was going to say Blackbeard's always been my favorite, but he was a real guy just because he's a badass. I think you could count that as both. Oh, yeah, the he's legend. Sus- the legend and the real person. I like it because, first off, I got a Blackbeard when mm-hmm. I grow a beard. So, you know, him and me, same thing. And everything you hear about him, it was just over the top. He carried like eight pistols on his person because you, know, you only get one shot per pistol. So he just loaded himself up with guns and just went shot nuts. He went out of his way to be over the top as violent as possible. He'd get locked up. He'd lo- have all his ships taken off him. So he'd just get like five dudes with him, go steal another ship, and then use that ship to take more ships. He got a fleet. Like, you know, you think of pirates as this one little ship. Imagine like 20 ships rock up around you, and they've all got the Jolly Roger happening. Well, the Jolly Roger was that poison sign that we saw, the poison exactly. flag. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, well, if I was going to go real pirates, I would probably go Captain Morgan. Because I hear as a real life person, he wasn't much fun, but he sure made a good ass bottle of rum. He did. <laughs> Do you reckon like he was there pirating, pirating? They're like, we're not getting enough alcohol when we steal things. Oh, I guess we'll just ferment our own. Hey, this is pretty good. <laughs> Have you ever thought of like giving up piracy and just, you should just sell this. See, I actually used to really like Captain Morgan rum when I was younger because... It's cheap? No, because of a song. Oh. There's a song by a group called OPM. Yeah, I know them. Yeah, Heaven is a half pipe. Yeah, they also did another song called El Capitan. Oh. Which is about Captain Morgan. Oh, wow. Hey, still <laughs> relevant. Of all which, the pirates, he's probably the most relevant now. Yeah. And that little line I said before, reference to it. Ah. <laughs> you're like, ah, that's why you're rhyming. That makes sense now. <laughs> but nah, you got Captain Hook from yeah, Peter do- Pan. What about the movie Hook? Are you for that or against that? Because uh, that splits people these days. I personally like it. It was great as a kid, but nah, yeah, nah. That's exactly how I feel about almost everything Robin Williams has ever done, though. Yeah, nah, nah, yeah, yeah, nah. Like, I'm okay with it existing. I may even watch it. Will I tell other people to watch it? Would I pay money to see it? No, not on your life. But I like him as the genius in Aladdin. That was pretty good. Yeah, his finest role. Hey. Although not as good as uh, Jabbar. I'm oh, sorry, the, the parrot. Jafar. Oh, yeah, that was Gilbert Godfrey. That was uh, Iago. There you go, Iago. I like that you know these things. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. that movie. But yeah, Gilbert Godfrey stole the show in Aladdin, as far as I'm concerned. And also the irony of a Jew playing an Arabian genie. <laughs> like, the Middle East, or technically that's kind of India Middle East. <laughs> Everyone's like, you know, down and out. But then a Jew comes along and he can just do magical things. <laughs> like math. Was Robin Williams Jewish? Hell yeah! Huh. Be it a uh, Scottish Harry, yeah. still. Like, uh... Good for him. Like Mike Myers. He's Jewish, but he's also a uh, Scottish descent. Oh. Yeah, I don't think of Canadians as Jewish. Yeah, you don't, do you? Oh, that's right. They can do that too. It's fine these days. Right, so, 
North America, they talk about piracy. They got a picture of a guy, a photo of a pirate. Huh. He did it in the early 20th century. He was a pirate on the Great Lakes. A lake is not a great place to be a pirate. Like, you know, you can't sort of disappear into nothing, can you? Because a lake's landlocked. Yes, that's what makes it a lake and not the ocean, right? Yeah. So, you know, you go out canoeing on a lake and this guy rocks up. Like, his ship would be parked in the lake. Where did he go? He's disappeared. Oh, there he is over on that side of the lake. You want to walk around it to him? Well, mm-hmm. What the hell is that? Be it a Great Lake, so it is big. Yeah, because I'm trying to look up a map of... Well, Oh, shit, is that the Great Lake? The Great Lakes, there's a lot of them. So it's not one big one, but they are... I'm assuming of... it's those bodies of water there. Like... there so which like one was he in? Because they're not really well connected. Because you could... Ah, uh, oh, oh, you could slip through there. Yeah, there are rivers... Um... To each lake. Okay, fair enough. I guess you could be a pirate through all those. It depends though, because you got to look at it here. That looks like a lot of main cities. Yeah. So if you're a pirate going through here, people are keeping an eye on you. Yeah. Do you raise the flag there? What's the deal? Like, I think you can only be a pirate in a lake for a very small amount of time. So when did this guy, how long was this guy alive? Dan Seavey. The first part of his last name is C, but he ended up in a lake. So what do you want from me? Well, that photo was taken in 1920. Houses. So yeah, he lived from 1864 to 1949. He was a poacher, a thief, a US marshal, a smuggler, a hijacker, human trafficker, but back in those days it was like a nice one. He's like a coyote for, you know, the Mexican border. Oh yeah. Timber pirate. So he'd steal wood. I'm taking your pine. What? So there are people alive today that were alive when pirates were around. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? There was a dude who was on the Johnny Carson show who robbed trains. Yeah, you'd think that that was... Oh, maybe actually. Did he go on a horse? Uh, No, no, they had cars and stuff. I guess yeah, you just think of Jesse James robbing trains. And People <clears throat> don't rob trains anymore, but there was one guy. Robbing trains seems very similar to piracy. It, taking a train is a lot like taking a ship. But they all sort of stopped doing all of this when people started inventing things like checks, as opposed to just cash and gold. I love this picture that we've sort of just brushed over. Oh, yes. Where it's Blackbeard's severed head hanging from... Maynard's like the, bow sprit. I don't know what a bow sprit is, so we'll just say mast. He caught the guy, and he's like, just to prove, okay, that's cool, but that's going to smell after a while, and it's out in the open like there's birds in the background of the drawing you know that they're going to peck at it how long is that going to stay up there how rancid is going to smell and it's going to be unrecognizable within a week how many ships are you at the speed everyone moves at are you going to go past and be like what's that is that Blackbeard's head? Yeah, man, check it out. They'll be like, what's that rotting pile of meat hanging from your bowsprit? Yeah, well, I think that's also part of the humiliation as well, because they were into, like, not only killing them, but doing something humiliating with your body afterwards. Yes. And giving it to seagulls to slowly pick at. That's pretty humiliating. You're now a bird feeder. <laughs> Essentially, that's your skull's been turned into a bird feeder. I saw, like, crazy things that they used to do where they would try... You know how they have, like, those fake, like, people at the front of a ship. Yes. Sometimes they would tie a real person onto that and then ram them into another ship. Rock on. Because <laughs> those front of the ship people are usually carved out of wood and it's very you know, they paint them. They're very delicate. They're very expensive. We need a little cushion. Uh, do you have any cushions? No. Uh... Hey you! Come here a second. <laughs> Look, you're squishy and the boat is not. What do you want me to do? I have a couple of pillows you could borrow. I don't know. And then you have the intimidation that like the front of the boat is now screaming at your enemy. Yeah. <laughs> 
They don't give a damn about me. They're going to squish their own guys. <laughs> yeah. So what did you reckon about this page? I thought it was good. It's everything I expected. It's but a little long. bit more. It is long. There it's is a lot more. It is a lot more than what we went into because that requires reading. And what's our opinion on reading? Gross. Yeah. Ew. But there's a lot of good pictures. I'd have to rate this a bowsprit out of a possible Captain Morgan. <laughs> it's a good little surprise, isn't it? I didn't know what the hell was going to come out of there. I, like, there was everything I wanted and more. Yeah, it wasn't over the toply great. It's not the best thing I've ever seen, but it is a good one. It's up there. A lot of, like, interesting stuff, especially the stuff that had nothing to do with the page that we talked about. Yes. I'm pretty sure, I didn't read all of it, but it might go into Muslim heaven in here somewhere, but I'm not going to read it to find out. I'll just assume that there were Muslim pirates. Of course they go on about that. Do you reckon when Muslim pirates went to heaven, they had to do the share thing of the 72 <laughs> virgins? All right, I get three, you get two, you guys all get one each. That's... You'd want to pick carefully which one you had. Yeah, but it's kind of the lucky dip. Yeah, they're all in burkas anyway. So. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter, I suppose. And if they're all heaven babies, then you'd imagine they'd all be fine and perfect. And that's what I thought of this page. <laughs> ben, what did you think? I would probably give this... I don't know. There's no real numbers I can do references to. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'll do it, what, out of 600? Fair enough. That sounds like any number of any. If I had to rate it out of 600, I would probably give this about 470. 470, so that's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's up there. I mean, it was a good episode, good topic to go through. We got to go, ah, at least once or twice, so... Yeah. I'm happy. That's what I was in it for. I'm a little annoyed that it kind of destroys a lot of what I think of pirates, that they don't bury treasure. Like, all the They don't stuff. gamble. Yeah. Like, all the fun reasons I would want to be a pirate, they don't do. Mm. You can only get drunk on deck in the dark. What the hell is this? If I was a pirate, that would be the point of pirating. If I could be drunk for the rest of my life and just, like, roll people i'd do that in a second <laughs> why not why not that sounds like a good retirement plan all right all right we'll wrap it up and leave it there i've been ben Graw. i've been garth remington and we'll see you next time later me hearties <laughs> Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. A pirate's life for me.